Hey, so I'm going to talk about this indie film. came out back in 2018. It's called Sorry to Bother You. To me, it was quite a surprise. And I want to get into the specifics. So spoilers ahead, guys. Let's talk about it. Sorry to bother you. Sorry, not sorry. This film is rated R. Let God lead you when it comes to watching this. Hey, this is Irene. I've been waiting for you. Thank you for joining me, mixing it up with me right here on The Mix. You're listening to CBiz Media. Big thanks to the Flaky Foodie for sharing their thoughts on this film. I thought it was a great ride and the ending was completely unexpected. Lakeith Stanfield was amazing as always. Thanks to the Flaky Foodie. Check them out on Instagram. It's the Flaky, F-L-A-K-Y, Foodie, F-O-O-D-I-E. Thank you. guys so we are talking about the film sorry to bother you yes it's a throwback it came out in 2018 i'm gonna name some of the people you'll see the star is lakeith stanfield we have tessa thompson we have actually one of the producers is forrest whitaker we have also another legend danny glover um Stephen Yoon, Terry Crews, Army Hammer, and the voices of David Cross and Patton Oswalt. So it's a pretty nice cast. Most of these cast members are well known or known enough for most viewers of the TV and movie world. They're these these are the main cast members. So this film starts out with you know i'm spoiling a lot guys Uh, this film starts out with lakeith's character the star he's struggling young black man living in his uncle's garage um yet he still has his girl on his side she's hanging out in the garage with him and at this point he's looking for work so he comes upon this telemarketing job and uh, you know he pulls out all these different things to try to impress them to get the job so he gets the job but he's not really super good at (laughs) at telemarketing doing sales over the phone I can relate I don't think I'd be great at myself he answers the phone by saying well when the person answers the phone he says sorry to bother you and that's his opening line so that's probably not a great salesperson line but anyhow this is how he he does his new job he's just trying to make it just trying to get out of the struggle um so danny glover to me i think he's been there for a while and he kind of like come on young blood i'm gonna give you some tips 
so that you can do better at this because it's not doing too well one thing I do like about the aesthetics in this film is that this is an indie film by the way so it's independent but it does have a lot of star power in it but one of the things I like is when he makes the calls he falls into the person's home so he's actually in their home when the calls are being made so I kind of like the way they edited that and put that together but yeah Danny Glover's like uh, let me give you some tips and he tells him you know build build his confidence up and he says you know you have to in so many words he says you have to use your white voice and it's actually when he starts talking he turns on his white voice and it's actually one of the uh, uh, white actor either David Cross or Patton Oswalt they're both doing the white voices that's Danny Glover's voice and he's like turn on your white voice basically I know that some of you can relate to that uh, you can call it your telephone voice you don't have to call it your white voice I'm sure even some white people put on a special voice when they actually pick up the phone and they're doing something so-called professional so you know I feel like we all have that telephone voice that we do put on in certain situations and scenarios where we try to sound perfect and professional and all these things that we probably aren't no one really is but this is how he's going to try to work his sales gig so he does that his confidence builds up over a short period of time and he's winning these people over he's becoming like the top salesperson in the telemarketing company Meanwhile, a lot of the other workers are not filling this place. Um, There's protesting going on concerning a big corporation that a lot of people work for, more of like a factory style. I'll say big box slash online conglomerate, something that you can probably see in our world today. I'm not going to put out any names, but... There's protesting going on against that company and the telemarketing company. And I think they're both combined and working together somehow. But they're protesting. His friends is protesting. Even his girlfriend is protesting at this point. But he's not up with the protests because you know what? He's kind of on the come up. He's doing well at the telemarketing company. He's getting a lot of pats on the back. And now it's his time to go to the upper level and talk to the big bosses. So we're going to get a little bit more into that. See what happens when he talks with the big bosses right after this. So now he's up there with the big bosses and he meets another African-American guy and this guy has his phone voice on. So he has his white person slash phone voice on as soon as they meet and he's up there. He's doing well. The women love him. The men are showing him so much love. He's just getting um, a lot, probably a lot more than he bargained for when he first started this telemarketing job. So of course he's not hanging out with his friends anymore. He's a little bit too good for that. He's got more money. He's got a better car. His, his first car 
in the beginning of the movie was definitely beyond hoopty but you know now he's got his stuff together but he's losing his connections with his friends he's losing his girlfriend one of the friends and fellow protesters is trying to hook up with his girlfriend and she's kind of falling for it because he's just not being himself he's just not being the guy that she fell for the guy that looks seems like he would be down for the cause but at this time he's looking at all the bells and whistles and all of these things these promises and all this money he's got going and you know he now he's like you can get higher up into the company but keep your phone voice on they're now encouraging him to keep that phone voice on even when you're not on the phone just don't break character just get used to it kind of so it was a little scary to me I believe this um, is a dark comedy slash satire. So satires usually have some real world points in there, real world connections. And so this, that part kind of, it was kind of a horror flick to me on some level because of the amount of changing that he went through. Um, In a way, he built up his confidence and became a better person but he started to become a different person and not the man that was known and loved by his friends, his girlfriend. So, I mean, it also just makes me think of how far we would go or how far a person would go. And you think you know a person, but if you put the right set of circumstances in front of them, how they will so easily leave you in the dust if that right opportunity comes along and it also gives me the uncle tom vibe and i'm sure you guys have heard that term uncle tom i don't know if they use it today in 2022 i don't think i've heard it recently but uncle tom is basically in a way a sellout they kind of uh, let go of their culture or what they used to be and used to do and sometimes I don't know some some people are called a sellout but they've always been you know integrated in in a white society and they may be of no fault of their own it may be the school they went to it may be that they were adopted you know but some people that seem to kiss up to people of Caucasian descent and they seem to act super proper you know they could be called a sellout but in this case I really believe Lakeith's character was a sellout because he basically sold his friends out he wasn't down for the cause he wasn't helping them with the protest because he's like hey why I got it good you guys are the ones that don't have it good I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing and climbing this corporate ladder I gotta leave y'all in the dust so in a way he's got some very high sellout vibes in the movie But it also makes me think, what would you do in that situation and scenario, friends? Like, would you do what he did? Would you feel that you've outgrown your friends, that you are now in another level and you don't have time for them? It's not worth it. Email me. What would you do? CBizTV at Yahoo.com. CBizTV at Yahoo.com. I feel like... uh, I would, I don't think I would be a sellout. I do know that when you're in different situations, you're going to act differently. If 
you may be too busy to do certain things that you used to do with your friends. I'm not going to say I'm not going to go to the same places. I'll probably go to the same places. And I don't think that I will lose myself to the point that he's doing in the film and being encouraged to keep his white voice at all times. And just everything looks a little bit too good to be true. And for people of color, you probably know that that looks a little scary for a black person to be offered a lot of things that a high level white person would be offered. Looks a little scary. You know, something's going to go down. You know, something's not right. And it's true. Something is not right about this whole scenario as the movie continues But yeah, I don't think that I would like let my friends go. But I do think that my level of being busy and doing different things may change. But I won't change as a person. The heart of the person is still there. The heart of me will still be there. I don't think that I would compromise as far as, you know, being a kiss up type of person. I think people like growing up, people were saying that me and my siblings were were somewhat proper anyway our family our mom taught us to speak in a certain way and um, some people considered that too proper but we were in the hood with all the other people with all of our other brothers and sisters that were in the hood so uh, we were definitely a part of that dynamic I still have hood tones in my voice This isn't even my phone voice right now. I think I have a better phone voice and I've also done radio for some time. So I've got my radio voice. I mean, you you put your certain voices on in your different scenarios, but that doesn't mean that you have to be a different person at the heart of who you are. Not at all. There's a time and a place for everything. All love and respect at the end of the day for everyone. But, you know, you got to be you. But I can see how he could be blinded by the lights and all the goodies and all those things that he's never experienced before. And he can kind of feel himself a little too much. And I think I think I've kind of felt myself a little too much sometimes. And that's called pride. And you guys know pride always comes before a fall. That's what I heard. And I've experienced that myself. I haven't had a huge fall like Humpty Dumpty, if you guys know the fairy tale. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Uh, but I haven't had a great fall like that. But yeah, sometimes when I feel myself a little too much, then I get my head goes up there and I lose my focus and I kind of mess things up. But let's get back into the into the film. For me, I feel like it's a lot of lessons learned in this film. And at this point, we're going to kind of close it out and share kind of the end of the film and I've spoiled it a whole lot but is this a film you'd be interested in watching email me cbiztv at yahoo.com that's c-b-i-z tv at yahoo.com So we're back. And at this point, Lakeith's character is now kind of playing that Uncle Tom role pretty well. He's now 
getting into the room with the big, big boss. And he's the owner of this big company that everyone's protesting. And they have some type of connection with his, with the telemarketing company that he's been working with. But this is like a big, big boss guy, um, owns this big corporation. So he's able to get into the room with this guy. So of course he's excited. He's like big, big and bigger things to come for me. So it's a party type of situation. And a lot of people that are white are there. He's probably one of the only black faces that is in the room. And for some reason, they assume because he's of African-American descent, or should I say African descent, that he can rap. So he puts on a show, he plays for the audience. He's now really playing this role of this new person that he's now supposed to be. So he can't really rap. So he's like, yo, yo, yo. And, you know, hypes them up a little bit. And they're falling for it. They're into it. They're clapping. They're... So he's able to play to the audience. That's one of his special skills, as we can see. Play to the crowd, so to speak. So later on, the party's dying down. And, you know, the big, big boss guy wants to meet with him so they can really talk business and see what's next, what next level he can get to. Uh, so they go to his office and, you know, just kind of to hype him up a little bit. He's like, come on, get a little bit of hype before we start chatting and talking about this, what you're going to be doing. I got a special position just for you. Just um, take, take a little bit of the edge off and sniff this cocaine. So there's drugs at the party. And he's like a little hesitant, but he's like, okay. Finally does so, and he falls to the peer pressure. And of course, this is the big, big boss guy that can get him to the next level. So I'm sure that was pressure in itself as well. So he has to go to the restroom before they start this, the meeting. So now he's got to go to the restroom after he sniffs this stuff. And when he goes in there, he sees wailing and crying and it's like what's going on here somebody's like help me help me in one of the bathroom stalls and you know normally if it was me I'd probably be out of that bathroom stall maybe I'll call 911 for you <laughs> but I mean I'm not out of the bathroom stall I'd be out of that bath bathroom kind of fast so this person is crying for help and I'll have to call 911 for you ma'am or ma'am because I'll be in the ladies room <laughs> but anyway uh, yeah so he's trying to help this person he, he tries to open the door he's very kind hearted that's a good plus uh, he's trying to open the door and this thing falls out it's like a part animal part human thing and, and it, it's wailing it looks, looks pretty creepy guys it's gonna it'll definitely freak you out and for those of you who've seen the film, it, it'll freak you out. It's kind of weird. So he rushes out of, out of the restroom and it looks like there's other of these things in other stalls. He rushes out of the restroom and then he, I think the big boss catches up to him. He's like, well, um, did you go to the restroom? He's like, he, he was like, oh, I don't know. I just saw something. I don't know. Like he could not even talk right. And I'm sure everybody would, would respond 
this way, but I think he was telling him the boss guy was like, I think you went the wrong way. This is not really the restroom. This is the, the you went the other way. This is not the right part or whatever. But he went on the restroom sadly on himself because that's how freaked out he was. Again, I'm sure that many people would have done the same thing. So even though he's um, relieved himself in not the greatest way, they still go back to the office anyway and talk out what he'll be doing. So the boss says, no, I have a special role just for you. I want you to be a special representative. So he shows him like the video of kind of giving a little background of the company and their success and how he needs the, or not he, but the company needs workers to be more productive And this is going to be a new special set of workers. And he wants Lakeith to, his character, to lead these new uh, workers. So then it gets into how these workers will now be more productive faster. You know, they want to get more productive and they're really trying to get their workers to be this special way. So they're going to give them these special supplements that they sniff up kind of like he sniffed that cocaine up right well they give (laughs) they're gonna give him this special supplements and the supplements turn them into some strange hybrid horse type creature so that's what he saw in the restroom so then then his characters Lakeith is like hey is that did you just give me is that what I just sniffed up I thought that was cocaine He's like, oh, no, no, I didn't give you that. I would have gotten your consent. I would have let you know what you were doing. I wouldn't have just given you that. No, that was that was definitely just cocaine, right? Well, let's jump to the next part of this story. As we close out, like I said, we were going to close out. But basically, after all of this, um, one of the protesters, he continues to go to work, of course, because he's making all that money. One of the protesters hits him in the head with a bottle his head is bleeding. He still goes through his work day uh, with his head wrapped up. But I almost feel like that moment kind of knocked a little sense into him because um, later on, he tries to get on to this popular show at the time. And he does make his way onto this popular show. And he tells his story basically about the horse people. And he tries to bring the company down. And so the news is out. Everybody knows this big corporation is exposed. It just makes me think of how far some of these corporations will go and how far some of us go in order to please those corporations as well. But how far will they go to be more productive? What will they do to their workers? How will they cut costs on their products? What will they put in the products so that they can cut costs? A lot of things in this movie uh, to think about that's definitely connected to some real life issues so the the secrets out and the big big company they don't even really they barely get a slap on the wrist the guy that runs it his stocks actually go up once the news is out and Lakeith does become a representative Um, his character becomes a representative of these horse people but he helps protest and fight against what happened to them and the whole situation and scenario. 
So that's basically the way the movie wraps up. You know, he's back with his girlfriend. They've made amends. His friends, they're all cool again. And he's like a cautionary tale and a life lesson all wrapped up in one. But including some really odd hybrid horse people that were like kind of blew my mind. So that is the film. Sorry to bother you. Um, I do want to close by saying I didn't tell you every everything, but I told you a lot. And at the end of the day, the horse people do try to get their revenge on this big boss guy. Um, so that's the film. What do you guys think? If you saw it already, what did you think? I'd love your comments and feedback. I just thought this movie was fun, crazy, fantastical, scary, like a whole lot of emotions there. Uh, what did you think? Email me at cbiztv at yahoo.com. That's cbiztv at yahoo.com. That's sorry to bother you, but I'm not sorry to bother you because I think this film was definitely a good watch. Thanks guys for listening as always and God bless.